Welcome to the Talent Planner Show. This show helps SMB leaders win the battle for talent by helping them master talent planning and thus becoming talent planners. So what is talent planning? Talent planning drives the growth of your people and your organization through multi-year talent plans that are tied to your strategy as you execute it. If you're ready to increase your retention and your profitability through talent planning, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Jordan Ogren, the marketing manager here at My Talent Planner, and as always, I'm joined by the road warrior, the CEO and founder of My Talent Planner, and a talent planner himself, Steve Van Remortal. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, good morning, Jordan. Good to be here. Yeah, this is a very exciting episode, as this is going to be kind of one of the times that I actually can speak into it, as I'm not a leader, so most times I'm just asking the questions. But today, we're covering all the generations in the workforce, the five total generations. We'll touch on each of them and kind of context them of where they are in the current workforce, where they're moving in the future, really with a main goal of helping leaders be intentional about their people, which is really the crux of talent planning. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited about today, too, because, you know, we talk to leaders a lot every day, right, about needing to be proactive in today's w- world, in, in the talent dynamic that we have, like needing to be proactive with their talent versus reactive. And the question that I get from leaders is, Steve, why are you so passionate about this? Why, why do leaders need to be proactive in, in addressing their talent and working upstream, right, to solve their people issues before they impact the business? And it really comes down to what we're going to talk about today in that there's these five generations that are potentially in the workforce right now and the numbers, the generational math that's telling us not only how we got here today and having being 10 million open positions, but what it's going to look like 10, 20, 30 years down the road. So as a leader, you know, think about the, the, the runway that you have left um, and think about what dynamics all these dynamics are going to be shaping the the talent space or the t- the workforce that you're leading in the future and there's a lot of signals in this generational math that tells us what life is going to be like 10 years from now 20 years from now so um, that's I'm, I'm excited about covering that today Jordan because um, at the end of the day these numbers uh, tell us that we need to be proactive when dealing with our talent because not talent's not going to get easier um, it's going to become even a greater challenge as we move forward. So yeah, you, and that's I'll, I'll I think right one key. It, one, go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, one key thing I think that I just as you're talking, Steve, we've been seeing this for a while without the numbers, correct? I mean, yeah. you've been seeing it yeah. with the leaders you work with, the uh, the teams. It's it's kind of been a a truth that we haven't been able to maybe back up with numbers because we didn't need to look for them because it was like this is what we're experiencing. But your point as we talk to more leaders. Not all leaders kind of get it right away or they're just too busy with other things. And this generational math really makes it more objective in just of where it's going. And it's not maybe our point of view. It's just this is what the numbers say. And then hopefully as leaders, we're going to help you. But hopefully you can kind of take the numbers and do with it as you wish to be more intentional and grow your team and, and win in the future. I think that's really the core goal. But do you want to just kind of touch on just succinctly, Steve, what are the objectives? What do we hope that the listener of this podcast walks away with once we're done and then jump into um, all the generations after that? Just to understand uh, the generational math for the next 10, 20, 30 years, which really lays the foundation for the challenges that you may be facing as a leader in your business, in your department, to be candid with you in your life, right? And so um, there are six generations right now out there, the, 
the the silent generation um, they're all retired now uh, they're out of the workforce uh, for the most part um, then you have your baby boomers and we'll dive into each each generation and talk about you know what the numbers are and what that means to you and your talent strategy for your organization so we got the the silent generation the baby boomers we have the Gen Xers we have the millennials, we have the Gen Zs, and then the new generation that's being born right now is called the Generation Alpha or Gen Alpha. Um, and so we'll dive into each of those and what that means and what it means to you to really understand the generational math that's going on right now. So if we dive right in, Jordan, the, the baby boomers is the generation that's in the workforce, the oldest generation that's in the workforce right now, the silent generation, you know, the the youngest person in the silent generation is 78 years old. So for the most part, I'm assuming that generation is, is out of the workforce, right? And then you come to the baby boomers, and there's 75 million baby boomers in the generation, in that generation. Uh, they were born in 1946 to 1964. And these are the people in your organization that, you know, are 59 to 77. Like, they're in their later years. Um, a lot of them came back into the workforce uh, in the 2008-2009 recession, um, but obviously COVID and now has put a whole different picture or context on that generation and what they want to do. And a couple of interesting stats about this generation, the baby boomer generation. There's 75 million baby boomers. 29 million baby boomers retired in 2020 since the start of COVID. 29 million out of 75. That's 39% of that generation retired just recently, just recently. And, um, and obviously that's led to a lot of the talent, the people shortages that companies are experiencing. In August, there was 10.1 million positions open in the United States. And obviously the exit of 20, 29 million baby boomers had a lot to do with that, right? And mm -hmm. what they're calling that what, the great resignation? Is that what they're calling that? There were 29 yeah, people I, or 29 yeah. million people. <laughs> great retirement, yeah. It's, the great it's retirement, shifted. that's what it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, the great retirement. Then um, that's what's happening right now with the baby boomers. Here's another stat about this generation. One out of four workers in the U.S. is a baby boomer. So there's still 41 million baby boomers in the workforce um, that are 59 years or older. So think about that. There's going to be continued to be a lot more retirement going on in this generation. So what's your what's your talent strategy for this generation? It's really secession planning and if and you're developing in 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 the talent planning world in our world you develop the total person. So you're having conversations with these people about what is it, how do you want to go out, right? What does what do the final years in our company look like for you? Um, and then and then one of the biggest things that when I work with the baby boomer generation is really What's their life after work, right? And using a, a life mapping, we call it life mapping. We have a life mapping process, a life planning process, and really laying out what, help them lay out what they want to accomplish after they retire. And what does that all look like? Um, and that's a, to me, that's a core principle of talent planning is developing the total person. So droves and droves of baby boomers are retiring right now. And so that really as, as a leader, SMB leader, you got to think about succession planning. You got to think about knowledge transfer and really transferring that knowledge from that generation onto the next generation, the Gen Xers and the, and the millennials. 
And so that's really the strategy around the baby boomer generation. There's, they're going to continue to exit in large numbers, um, and you got to be prepared for that. You got to be having discussions with the baby boomers about what their timing is, and what does it look like to go out. You know, what, how do you want to go out? What's the path? What's the approach? And then, are you building your successor underneath you? Um, if the baby boomer has direct reports, so. It's a, uh, it's a very interesting dynamic, and the dynamic around all this is that we're 10.1 million jobs short right now, and we're going to continue to see 10 to 15,000 baby boomers a day retiring. That is just a crazy wow. number. Like, and so think mm-hmm. about that as a leader of an SMB, that when you win the battle for talent, all the other issues will take care of themselves. Um, and that really is our message to leaders is being very proactive about uh, about talent planning and being proactive about addressing your talent because if you figure when you figure that out everything else will take care of itself and the number one issue that companies are facing is people right people issues people shortages and the math tells us that you know it's not going to get better so um, Mm -hmm. any other questions or thoughts you have about that baby boomer generation jordan that you know there's 75 million of them almost 40 percent retired in the last three years there's another 41 million in there that I'm assuming are thinking about their retirement, and those are the discussions we need to have. Any thoughts you have on that generation or what's taking place there? Yeah, that's scary. I think. <laughs> I mean, just the the that, that math is kind of scary just for the future, which is the whole point. And I think one one idea or thought that popped into my mind was we do we do a lot of work with behavioral science, and one of those is the driving forces piece. As much as you're going to be losing people and having to fill them. You might be losing kind of a subset of types of people, people that are motivated by, by kind of moving up the ranks or motivated by resourceful, being resourceful. You might lose that. And I think something that in my mind, it's like, could you first, you got to know where your team is on maybe the, the kind of the map of driving forces, but it's really trying to fill in those missing driving forces that are going to be retiring in that sense. Does that spark any thoughts for you, Steve, or any maybe stories that, um, yeah, that's interesting because uh, <clears throat> the baby boomer generation, um, a couple of their, have, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, using behavioral science for 23 years now, the baby boomer generation was very motivated by financial security because they saw their parents talk about, uh, the great recession or the great depression, if you will. And, and, um, and so they were motivated to get ahead in the world and be resourceful. And the generations that are backfilling the baby boomers are more harmonious and more receptive, which means that they want work-life balance, that, that financial security and building something, building a business, winning, being successful, those aren't as important to that generation. So you're right, the dynamics of your culture need to adjust as well. So that's a great point. So our culture to this point with baby boomers was let's make as much money as we can, let's be efficient, let's win, let's be successful. And now with the millennials into the workforce and the Gen Xers into the workforce, a culture of an organization is going to have to morph and really change to make sure that every generation feels at home or wants to be in the culture that's in your organization. So that's a really, that's an excellent point on your part. Um, so that's the baby boomers, 75 million uh, 29 million, 30 million of them just retired. There's 40 million of them left, and they're going to be retiring over the next couple of years. So we got to prepare for that as, as leaders. That takes us to the next generation, the Gen Xers. And I am a Gen Xer. I was uh, born in 1965. So that's the first year of the Gen X uh, generation. 
And there's 66 million Gen Xers. So think about that as well. We went from 75 million baby boomers to 66 million Gen Xers. And so we lost, uh, you know, almost 10 million people um, just due to generational math, right? Um, and so that, that's going on right now. And so what's important about the Gen Xers is really getting that knowledge transfer from the baby boomers and making sure that has happened. And then really about Gen Xers, it's leadership development. It's really helping them optimize their performance. Gen Xers right now are 43 to 58 years old. So these are many of your core leaders in your organization. And uh, so it's leadership development, it's retention, um, it's making sure that the team is performing at a high level. Um, and so the Gen, the, the Gen X generation is many of the leaders of your organization. And so really optimizing their performance and making sure that you retain them and really, again, developing the total person, helping them not only love their work, but love their life, right? So we do a lot. We work a lot with this generation because they're the leaders of many of the organizations that we work with right now. So that's the Gen Xers, 66 million of them, um, and they're 43 to 58 years old right now, um, and they're in the prime of their careers. They're in the prime of their careers. Some of them may be getting you know, towards the end of their careers, depending on where they're at and what they're doing. But these are, these are a lot of the leaders in your organization. And the talent strategy here is let's retain them, let's develop them, let's optimize their performance, both at work and at home. Any thoughts you have mm -hmm. on this generation, Jordan? No, I think just iterating that retention point because there is less of them, right? So you're, you don't have as yeah. many. If, if you lose a, a great leader, it's going to be hard to find one. Now, you can always go down the, the generations, but it's just you're going to be getting differences of experience and stuff. So it's really key to your point to retain these uh, leaders and also help them be that next um, where the baby boomers are today, be growing into that kind of elder state or, or that point. But mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually, that's a great point, too, is really uh, helping your Gen Xers in your workforce, which, again, they're 43 to 58, really developing them to be better coaches, but talent planners, mentors, because you have two generations underneath them that are coming into the workforce right now. And so a lot of time, one of the things I'll do often with a leadership development plan for a, a Gen Xer, if you will, is really to put a help them understand what their leadership development process looks like. A very you know the first set you know our our development process has two, uh, two sessions. The first session is really understanding your science, and then the second session is really about what do you want to accomplish in your life, and then how do you tie all that together. So, giving your your leaders a simple leadership development process and training them on how to lead and coach and develop others. Um, will be essential because they have millions of people coming up underneath them. Uh, so that's another great takeaway right there for the Gen X generation. So, again, baby boomers, you got 75 million of them, and half of them are still in the workforce. The Gen Xers, you have 66 million, and they're, our, they're in the, the prime of their career right now, especially in the leadership roles that they're occupying. And then we get to the third generation, Jordan. We get to your generation, the millennials, right? The millennials. They were born from 1981 to 1996, and there's 72 million of them. So this is one of the largest generations in the workforce. It is the largest generation in the workforce right now. So the youngest millennials, 27, likely in the workforce, or if they're going to graduate school and stuff like that, they're, fin you know, they're, they're late in their education. But I would, uh, would say that a majority of these 72 million are in the workforce. So the first thing that comes to mind to me is 
one of the largest generations that we've had in a while, the millennials, are all in the workforce. And we're still 10 million, 10.1 million jobs are open. So, you know, there was a lot of hope, you know, in the last 10 years that the millennials would be enough to fill those gaps. And, and it hasn't happened, right? It hasn't happened. And so the millennials, you know, 27 to 42 years old right now, and they're, you know, they're in obviously in a lot of our organizations. And really, what's the talent strategy here? It's to prepare them for leadership. It's to get them ready to start taking some of the major leadership roles in your organization. And one of the things that, you know, to your point earlier, Jordan, about driving forces, and you know this better than anybody, like what are, what are the motivators of your generation that are different than my generation that we as leaders have to be very conscious of? Why don't you speak to that for a second? Yeah, well, I'm a little bit of an anomaly with this, but most of my generation is much more harmonious. Most of them want that real good work-life balance. Obviously, they may have professional goals, but they're really more focused on maybe being the family person or just different things than maybe Steve or people of the different generation looks down and, and it's kind of hard to understand maybe. Like, why aren't they working as hard? They're in their prime of their life and stuff. So most of them have a little bit, I don't want to say laissez-faire, like kind of just a different approach to the work and what they expect from their employer. Which, if, I, if you don't mind, Steve, that leads into the strategies is obviously that total person development. My generation, if you're not going to kind of focus on what's going on at home, I, I'm going to maybe find somewhere else at will because my generation needs it. We are maybe more anxious. We're facing more mental illness and different things. So sometimes we need our leaders to slow down a bit with us and say, hey, we're going to spend five, ten minutes of this talking about your personal life, what's going on with your new wife, what's going on with the duplex you just purchased. Um, so that's kind of one of the main strategies. But I think, Steve, as you were talking, you are talking about preparing these, um, the millennials for leadership. And I think that's, that's something you did. You put me in the Leadership Green Bay program. So that's something is finding maybe programs that you can put some of these eager, younger leaders in or soon-to-be leaders to just bump shoulders with other leaders. And I think uh, you can find millennials as much as I was talking about them harmonious, you can find some that are driven to kind of get, like I said, I'm a kind of anomaly, but there's others like me that are still driven by resourcefulness, but maybe a different uh, angle or tilt to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, One of the things Jordan's speaking to right there is the harmonious driving force. It is, it is defined, it has been defined as the motivator of the millennials in that they saw the millennials again, 27 to 42, they saw their parents, the baby boomer generation, they saw their parents and Gen Xers. They saw their parents, um, you know, sacrificing to provide financial security, to provide things that their parents didn't have or couldn't provide. And I, I replicate that big time in our family. I mean, I, I'm very motivated to provide for, um, you know, for my family. And and uh, but that generation saw what we sacrificed to provide for our family, and they want some, something more important. Something. Let me put it this way. Things that drive them, that are important to them, are very different for their generation. They're not wrong. They're not bad. They're just different, right? And so this is what a lot of companies are dealing with as they look at their culture and think about their culture. Um, we got to have a culture that not only supports baby boomers and Gen Xers, but uh, also feeds the driving forces of the millennials who have a very different motivators than the rest of us do. Um, but that was all created by us. So, you know, that's the interesting thing hmm. about it. So 
they, they're motivated by things differently. So when it comes to five o'clock, a lot of the millennials may leave, and, but they're going to go you know, meet up with their peers in the industry, their colleagues. They're going to go do softball or volleyball. Um, and then they may log in later on at night and do some work. So they're very much into having work-life balance. And you know, a great example, a company that I work with, you know, the Gen Xers and the baby boomers are there till 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night when we're, they're in their busy season. But the millennials have left at 5 o'clock because they got stuff that they want to do that's important to them. But they, they still get their work done. It just may be in a different way than we've done it in the past, right, the old 8 to 5 mentality. Um, and so the millennial mm -hmm. generation, um, and to your point, Jordan, the other thing of t the talent strategy around the millennial generation is develop the total person developed a total person because if you're not talking to a millennial again 27 to 42 years old if you're not talking to them about develop, developing them as a total person not only just the work person you know how do we develop their hard skills at work their soft skills at work but how, what are you going to invest in in their personal life and how are you going to develop them help them accomplish what they want to do personally in their life they have that expectation that generation does and if it's not being fulfilled they're going to find a company that does so that's where talent planning and total person development come in especially in the millennial generation because here you have the largest piece of the workforce is 27 to 42 years old and they're motivators and why they work right why they work is totally different than previous generations and we got to recognize that and we got to feed those motivators by providing them the things that will will retain them, um, so that's mm -hmm. kind of the, the talent strategy around millennials is retention and investing in the total person, because at some point here, well, they are they're the largest generation in the workforce right now, and you have a lot of them in your company as we do here. So <laughs> you <laughs> have to understand how to beat the force of the millennials um, because they're different. Any other thoughts on your generation, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, I think we don't have to spend too much time on it, but it's that kind of digital native um, piece that the my generation has grown up, at least maybe closer to me. I'm 27, so I'm at that bottom, but it just grew up with a phone. I came out of the womb texting, right? It's just it's just part of our life. So to, to your point of they might go work at night, it's like we don't really view work as in a location maybe as we have our computers, and this is maybe more knowledge workers, but it's still the same. I think a lot of people listening have team members who are knowledge workers who fit this, and it's just understanding how they get things done. They're going to use different softwares. doesn't mean as a whole company you have to adopt those softwares, but it's just understanding, hey, Jordan's going to send me these video messages when he gives me feedback. Like, this is new. I don't even know what it is. I don't have to respond back in a video, but at least, like, respect that or, or understand that's his channel of of communication is going to be digital. It's not going to be maybe as much face-to-face -face or whichever. So I think that's kind of a different thing is further generations, baby boomers, and some of them didn't even have whatever that is, a personal phone, or they had the, like a Blackberry, all these things that I is foreign to me. But um, I think that's a key thing to think about is the software we're using in our company. We might need to start investing more into that as more of these millennials take over the helm because they're just so comfortable and that's just their kind of second language almost. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's kind of a good segue into the next generation. That's a Gen Z generation. Now, to your point, Jordan, you were born in the final year of the millennials, so you have obviously some trends or traits from the, the Gen Z generation. The Gen Definitely. Z generation is 11 to 26 years old, um, and there's 68 million of them. And so uh, 
68 million. So a couple things to think about with the Gen Z. Number one is there's 4 million less Gen, Gen Z years to come into the workforce than there was with the millennials. So again, we're 10.1 million short and all the millennials are already into the workforce. And then the next generation coming to backfill them is 4 million less. So again, this is going to continue to, um, this is going to continue to make the people challenges that you may ex be experiencing not get better, but get worse. But the, the opportunity in that is for you to be proactive in dealing with them and minimizing the people issue impact before they impact your business. Um, and that's, that really is the foundation of our whole point here is just becoming proactive uh, when it comes to your talent. And so the Gen Zers, uh, to your point, Jordan, they're the first what's called social generation. They grew up I jumped the gun on that one. Yeah, the, well, it's because you're right on the edge there. <laughs> yeah, I play in both ways. The first generation yeah. to grow up with the internet and portable digital technology, which is phones. Um, and, and their generation has been called digital natives. Like they're native, they're comfortable with any form of technology um, at all times, every day, all day, right? And again, they're 11 to 26 years old. Um, I, you know, they're just starting to come into the workforce. Um, but again, the key point of the, the Gen Zs is that there's less of them. And as they come into the workforce, we're still going to have people shortages. Um, and so that's, that's a really interesting take on the Gen Zs. The other thing that, you know, we don't, the other, I guess, variable that um, we kind of don't know where it's at right now is the impact of immigration on, you know, the number of people coming into our workforce. Um, immigration was uh, obviously uh, something that didn't happen a lot, you know, in the previous four years. And now in this administration, there's a lot more immigration. Um, but I think, you know, that's going to ebb and flow. So it's really difficult to understand exactly how immigration is going to impact these. But I think it's safe to say that immigration um, is not going to, you know, totally resolve the people issues because we're 10 million short and we got generations that are much smaller coming in. So um, that's, an, uh, that's a variable that we don't quite sure know how it's going to impact, but it's not going to fix this problem. Let's put it that way. Would you agree with that, Jordan? Yeah, that's a great point. Another thing is like the remote work kind of startup. Like it seems that remote work is becoming bigger, which means essentially now your talent pool has become global opposed to just nationally, which I think is something that also will just completely change this. If you're a knowledge worker, you have positions that are knowledge workers, they might not need to be in America or they don't need to be in the building. So that kind of starts to change. You can Canadians are different. So regardless of integration, which will definitely be ebbing and flowing as well, there's also this whole remote work as people feel more comfortable than less comfortable and kind of where it ends up as some people are just using a lot of employees from out, outside the country or still, in, still having that mindset of I need people in the building. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes as um, COVID's kind of hopefully in the rear view mirror and we keep moving forward. All right, so summarizing, you know, the baby boomers, they're late in their career, exiting the workforce. You have the Gen Xers, which are many of your leadership people. Then you have the millennials, the largest work uh, generation that is totally into the workforce at this point. And then you have the Gen Zs coming in, and their generation is smaller. So, again, we're going to continue to see this. And then the last generation that's not impacting the workforce right now is the Gen Alpha workforce. They're <clears throat> born between 2012 and 2026. So this generation is still being born today. 
um, so the Gen Alpha. So we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on um, the Gen Alphas. One of the things that's interesting to me about the Gen Alphas, uh, you know, born in 2012, so these, some of them are 10 years old, and, you know, they were wearing masks and going to school and not going to school. And so it'll be interesting to see how, how the, what was going on as they were growing up uh, impacts them. So we'll keep an eye on the Gen Alpha uh, group, but, uh, you know, again, the oldest is 10 years old, so we're, you know, eight, eight years away from them entering the workforce at a minimum. Um, so we'll keep an eye on what happens and how Gen Alpha is being shaped uh, because of the world around them right now. So let's get to the application of this content, Jordan, because this is really the critical aspect of what we want to talk about today is that the, um, the, <clears throat> is the numbers. The numbers are telling us that people issues will remain the number one issue for most SMBs that's limiting their growth potential. And the leaders that really recognize <clears throat> that when they solve their people issues proactively, working upstream, that everything else will kind of take care of itself. Meaning that if we win the battle for talent, we will win the war, so to speak, right? Hmm. Um, and leaders that recognize that are the ones that are gonna win. And understanding the math here is an important part of that. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, just excuse me, just to summarize, you know, we have a really strong workforce of millennials coming in the workforce, um, and we just have to continue to invest in them and develop them and, and most importantly, retain them, but recognize that their motivators are very different. So, um, so overall, we have 10 million jobs open today. We got the largest generation is already in the workforce. We have a lot more retirements. Um, we got four to five million less people in the generation that's coming into the workforce right now. We have a lower birth rate right now as well. That's another stat we haven't talked about. And again, we're not sure how immigration is going to impact all this. But the key takeaway here is it's, all these numbers are only going to continue to make talent more and more important to SMB leaders. And that's really our key message. That's really our key message and our takeaway from today is be more thoughtful about the talent needs of your organization and really think about them from a generational aspect. You know, when I look at our, gen our workforce here, we have four generations in the workforce here um, at our company, and I'm thinking about what that means for our talent plan and what that means for the future of our business. Um, and so recognize that each generation has different needs, different motivators, uh, different demands and desires, um, but they're all really critical because um, the talent situation isn't going to get better. It's just going to become more of a challenge. And so the mm -hmm. one takeaway I have today for leaders, Jordan, is um, understand the generational math, understand what it means to your organization, and then develop talent strategies by generation to make sure that you're winning the battle for talent. And this is an interesting takeaway that just hit me, Jordan, is not only do you have to win the battle for talent at a high level, at a macro level, but you've got to win the battle for talent within each generation. I mean, think about that. Hmm. Developing talent strategies by yeah. generation in an organization. That's exciting stuff. Hmm. That is really exciting stuff. And that's yeah, what that's talent powerful. planning does. Yeah, because within talent planning, you're doing succession planning, so you're handling the baby boomers, right? You're doing leadership development. You're investing in people. That's the Gen Xers. The, the millennials, it's about retention. It's about retaining them. It's about investing in them to become your future leaders, but recognizing how they work is different and why they work is different. And then you got the Gen Zs just starting to enter the workforce and really investing in them as well. So developing a talent strategy mm -hmm. 
by generation, maybe understanding the numbers. So if you have 100 employees, how many of them are in each generation and how can we break down our talent strategies by generation? I mean, that's a cool takeaway that um, I'm even gonna spend more time on uh, in thinking about the talent plan for my talent planner and Stop to Vanilla. So um, good stuff there, good stuff. Any other thoughts you have, questions, comments, takeaways, Jordan, uh, before we wrap up our podcast today? No, I think you did a very fine job covering it. I think that last point was actually an action I, I had as we were going through it. I'm like, it would be kind of cool for companies to do a percents of their generations, yeah. how many employees are in each. And I think that leads to what you're saying of more of that macro. So the micro is all the different strategies, but that becomes more of your macro of, hey, we're really unbalanced right now because we have 67% baby boomers. Like being able to see that. So when you're building your talent plan, you say in three years, in five years, we want this to slightly shift. We want people. And then, and then from that, obviously you go micro. Okay. Well, we need succession plans because we need to get people up and in, in, it just makes sense for me of like, taking that whole view of your team and understanding today we're here, where do we maybe want to be with our talent um, in three in three years, in five years? And it's not totally like chopping off certain ones or, or whatever. It's just, are we where we want to be today? And, and I'm going to guess sometimes it's going to be uh, maybe we're over, over or under in certain areas and trying to get to be not equal, but just more prepared for that future, which is being intentional, which I think is really at the core of this episode, which you touched on is just customizing your approach, being intentional with every single employee, depending on their generation. But also like me, I'm a good example of someone that is kind of on the border of both. And I have some things that are different than a lot of my generational peers. So it is good to use behavioral science because then you can make sure you're not just juxtaposing a kind of a, a stereotype on someone of you're going to be like this, but it's, but yeah, but it's good just to know in the sense too of like, if I have this many millennials and we're doing no after five events, maybe we're upsetting some people because some of them might want that kind of community aspect after work or whichever. Yeah. But so in talent planning, we develop talent plans at the leadership team, a three-year talent plan for the leadership team a three-year talent plan in each department, and then a, a talent plan for each person over time. You eventually put the, you know, talent plans in place for each person. You could even take it to a whole nother level, Jordan, and put talent plans in place by generation in your organization. So to your point, if we have 60% 60, 60 of our, our wow. workforce is baby boomers, man, we got to look at succession planning. We got to get into knowledge transfer. If if 60% uh, mm. of your workforce is millennials, we got to get into developing the total person and making sure we retain that generation. So um, I want to continue to think about that and, and develop talent strategies by generation, which so one takeaway for me is calculate the percent of generations we have in our workforce and what are our talent strategies by generation. That's a that's a that's an awesome takeaway uh, from our, our yeah. conversation today. All we right, might have so, to end it here, Steve. We're giving we're giving too many gold nuggets to the leaders <laughs> <yeah>. listening. We gotta <laughs> So the takeaway from great. today is the takeaway from today would be to calculate your percent of your workforce in each generation and develop talent strategies by generation in your workforce, and you will win the battle for talent. And hmm. recognize that when we win at talent, we're going to win at most other things as well because our people issues have been the thing that's limiting our growth the most. So. Awesome mm. podcast, uh, great objective data, <laughs> and um, there's a ton of resources, um, you know, at mytalentplanner.com. 
to help you plan for your talent, both uh, you know by leadership team, by department, by individual, or by generation. So that's the main takeaway, <laughs> Jordan. Awesome po- content today. Um, great, yes. great discussion. Yes, yeah, that's great. You already kind of alluded to where you can get content, mytalentplanner.com. But first, thank you for listening. If you're still with us, we appreciate you sticking on. So if you want to go deeper on talent planning, how to build these talent plans at every single level, now even the generational level, you can find all of that on our website, free resources, free book. It's all there. And also free 14-day trial if you want to try out my talent planner to kind of automate this process and just make it easier and simple, simpler um, for your team. So Thank you for watching today's episode. If you got some value, it'd be very meaningful to us if you could leave a five-star review, four-star review, six-star review, so others like you can find this podcast. And just to remember that the future of talent is talent planning, and those who will win in the future are talent planners, and that's what we're helping build on this show. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.